Hello and welcome back to the Beatdown Bandits podcast. I'm Colin and this is season three, episode 26 of the podcast. Bumped the, the microphone again. So uh, yeah, 326 of the podcast. So uh, today's episode, look, we, we gotta, we're gonna, we're gonna buckle in because we're doing something a little different today. I've got my, my Shroot Farms bed and it's starting to rub off. Shroot Farms bed and breakfast mug uh, full of coffee because we're doing something a little weird today. Uh, a little creepy and it's it's something I've uh, I don't know anything about um, but these things are often like fascinating like these like unsolved mysteries and you know there's like a weird like serial killer fascination that's been going on for like the last five ten years or whatever and like so like uh, there's a new like Dahmer special on Netflix like I feel like there's been like 10 of those over the last few years so um everybody's just obsessed with this stuff um but there's one thing that i've heard i heard about a dozen times that i personally know nothing about so i have the wikipedia pulled up and we're gonna go through uh jonestown today the extent of what i know about jonestown is uh i know there's a dude named jim jones who had like this cult following uh i believe it was it was like 900 people like mass suicide murder situation. I know it started in Indiana uh, in the United States. And I know the drink the Kool-Aid comment or phrase or whatever stemmed from this. So I think most people died from drinking like a poison uh so i that is the extent i don't really know anything else um so we're gonna we're gonna learn some things today um (laughs) i don't i don't know if i'm excited for this i don't think i am um let me see here all right i'm gonna there's not gonna be any um sound or whatever so i'm not gonna about that but um there we go all right so we have Jonestown here. Um, so I, I, I mean, this is this looks like a pretty massive Wikipedia. So I'm not going to sit here and read this like word for word, but I want to learn uh, a handful of things here. And we might be just like skipping around a little bit. Um, so I think just the first like description is probably important because this is probably the basics of what I know. Um, all right, the People's Temple Agriculture Agricultural Project, I've never heard of that before, better known by its informal name, Jonestown, was a remote settlement in Guyana, Guyana, um, established by the People's Temple, a U.S.-based cult under the leadership of Jim Jones. Uh, Republic of Guyana is a country on the northern mainland of South America. Okay, learn something new every day. I didn't know it took place there. Um, okay. So, um, under leadership of Jim Jones, Jonestown became internationally infamous when on November 18, 1978, a total of 909 people died at the settlement at the nearby airstrip in Port, uh, Port Kaituma? Kaituma? Sure. And at a temple-run building in Georgetown, okay? Diana's capital city. The name of the settlement became synonymous with the incidents at these locations. All right. Jim Jones was an American preacher, political activist, and mass murderer. What a great, like, 
like description of like oh american preacher political activist mass murderer like what what is this okay that's ridiculous uh in its own all right in total 918 individuals died that's so many people so do like I mean, maybe I'm like skipping ahead, but like, is he like technically responsible for all of the, I mean, if it's a lot of more suicides, but like, can they put a lot of that on him? Like, is he responsible technically for like 900 deaths? Like, that's insane. Um, all but two from apparent uh, cyanide poisoning, a significant number of whom were injected against their will. Okay, so that's murder in an event uh termed revolutionary suicide by jones and some people's temple members on an audio tape of the event and in a prior recorded discussions the poisonings in jonestown followed the murder of five others by temple members at port kaituma including congressman leo ryan was an american teacher and politician a member of the democratic party party he served as the u.s representative from california's 11th Congress. what until his assassination during the Jonestown massacre in 1978. What? Okay. All right. So Leo Ryan, an act that Jones ordered four other temple members committed murder suicide in Georgetown at the Jones's at Jones's command terms used to describe the deaths in Jonestown and Georgetown uh, have evolved over time. Many uh, contemporary media accounts after the events called the deaths a mass suicide in contrast, most sources today refer to the deaths with terms such as mass murder, suicide, a massacre, or simply mass murder. Mass murder. Yeah, I, that's, uh, to me, like, even if they're, like, I, well, I don't know. This is, I guess, where it's controversial, right? Like, I don't know. What, what do I believe? Like, as a cult, if a cult leader convinces a whole bunch of people to kill themselves, is that murder or is that suicide? Wow. I can see why this may be fascinating. 70 or more individuals at Jonestown were injected with poison and a third of the victims, 304 were minors. <sighs> I don't, I don't like where this is headed at all. Guards armed with guns and crossbows have been ordered to shoot anyone who attempted to flee the settlement as Jones lobbied for suicide. Oh, Okay, origins. Okay, so this is a, okay. So it was founded in '55. I didn't know that. So it was founded in Indianapolis, Indiana. Those roots and teachings shared more with Christian revival movements than the Marxism. It, uh, yeah, because like yeah, well, didn't they like give all their money to like the USSR, like the the Communist Party? Um, he's upset with the prosecution against the Communist Party USA. I was fascinated with the influence of religion in the early '60s. Jones visited Guyana, then a British colony, while on the way to establishing a short-lived temple mission in Brazil. Well, this isn't this isn't good. Jones had an interest in Joseph Stalin. <laughs> yeah, you know, like if you're if 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 these communists were like your uh you know, oh yeah, Lenin, yeah, if if like if Hitler is your hero, that is a problem. Uh, that is concerning. I, I, I don't get it, man. All right. After Jones received considerable criticism in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I could see that happening. Um, 
They moved to California, Redwood Valley, that's San Francisco. In the early 70s, the temple opened other branches in LA and San Francisco and eventually moved its headquarters to San Francisco. Um, when the move to San Francisco came increasingly politically involved by the temple and the high levels of approval they received from the local government after the group's participation proved instrumental in the mayoral election victory of George Moscone. In 75, Moscone appointed Jones as the chairman of the San Francisco Housing Authority Commission. You know, uh, I definitely want the head of my housing um, authority to be run by a mass murderer. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely what I want. Uh, increasing public support in California gave Jones access to several high-ranking political figures, including vice presidential candidates. <laughs> First lazy lady. <laughs> what is happening? This is this is insane. Okay, all right. Let's let's skip ahead a little bit. Okay, the establishment fall of '73. Critical uh, after critical newspaper articles by so and so. Uh, I don't even want to attempt to read that. Uh, the deflection of eight temple members, Jones and Temple Authority. The plan listed various options, including fleeing to Canada or a Caribbean missionary post, uh, such as Barbados or Trinidad. Um, yeah, I would see um, definitely ways of, of wanting to escape. The Jonestown before mass migration. Um, let's, I'm not going to about that investigation and mass migration, Jonestown life after. All right. Many members of the temple believe that Guyana would be, as Jones promised, a paradise or utopia. After Jones arrival, however, Jonestown life significantly changed. I'm sure it did. Entertaining movies from Georgetown that the settlers have watched were mostly canceled in favor of Soviet propaganda shorts and documentaries on American social problems. Okay. Bureaucratic requirements after Jones' arrival, staffed labor resources for other needs, buildings fell into disrepair, and weeds encroached on fields. School study and nighttime lectures for adults turned to Jones's discussions about revolution and enemies with lessons focusing on Soviet alliances. Jones's crises and the uh, uh, pur purported mercenaries sent by Tim Stone, who had deflected from the temple and turned against the group. I could see people doing that. For the first several months, temple members worked six days a week from approximately 6.30 to 6 p.m. with an hour for lunch. In mid-1978, after Jones' health uh, deteriorated, sorry, my, my face is blocking that, deteriorated and his wife began managing more of Jonestown's, Jonestown's operations, the work week was reduced to eight hours a day for five days a week. After the day's work ended, Temple members would attend several hours of activities and pavilion, including classes and socialism. Like this, this, this is like, um, this is, this is 100% a cult. Uh, this is insane. This is 100% insane. Oh, oh my God. All right. Jones compared the schedule to the North Korean system of eight hours a day work followed by eight hours of study. Yeah. Yeah. North Korea is also a little insane. Uh, this also, this is, I, this, this is nuts. Like a mind control behavior modification. I, I, I don't, this, this is nuts. What did I get myself into today? Jones's recordings, uh, let's see. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Children were generally surrendered to communal care and at times were only allowed to see their biological parents briefly at night. Jones was called father or dad um, by both a, most by sorry by both adults and children the community had a nursery at which 33 infants were born and that's scary for a year it appears yeah i mean this is this is almost like how like um it's not as bad as like scientology but like the people who are like born into like scientology and like they like like virtually have to escape now like the the plus with like scientology is like they don't murder people overall scientology is just it's it's harmless but they're just crazy and they want all your money so uh oh, it, this is crazy man this is this is this is nuts um, all right, demographics. African Americans made up approximately 70% of Jonestown's population. 45% of Jonestown residents were black women. Um, so yeah, so basically a thousand people, right? So black, white, mixed, or other. Yeah, and I think like yeah, because didn't he like like with like the Christian principles or whatever, like didn't he talk about like anti-racism and stuff? So like it seems like, oh, okay, you know, at 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 the core of like, oh, you know, great values and uh anti-racist and you know, at the core, like everything seems great, but then it's like at nighttime we study the <laughs> we study the Soviet communism and, and use Hitler as uh, uh, oh this is this is like giving me a headache already like absolutely crazy Jones was known to regularly study Hitler like that that's not good um wait on at least two occasions during white nights after a revolutionary suicide vote was reached Simulated mass suicide was rehearsed. Temple director Deborah Layton described the event as an affidavit. Everyone, including the children, was told to line up. As we passed through the line, we were given a small glass of red liquid to drink. We were told that the liquid contained poison and that we would die within 45 minutes. We all did as we were told. When the time came when we should have dropped dead, um, Rev. Jones explained that the poison was not real and that we had just been through a loyalty test. He warned us that the time was not far off when it would become necessary for us to die by our own hands. The temple had received monthly half-pound shipments of cyanide since... How do you get, like... How do you order that? Like, that's crazy. Like, I would imagine even in the 70s that this stuff was, like, tracked, right? Um, all right, so, yeah. Ha monthly half-pound shipments of cyanide. So I don't know how much, like, a half a pound of cyanide since 1976 so we're 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 a couple years into that so they have oh so they're getting six pounds a year over a couple years so let's let's say three years so they've got about 18 pounds of cyanide is that a lot i mean that that sounds like with that but i'm saying for like would that kill 900 people I, apparently okay the temple doctor wrote in a memo to jones asking permission to test cyanide on jonestown's pigs as their metabolism was close to that of human beings jones paranoia and drug usage increased in jonestown as he became fearful of government raid on the 
Uh, yeah, I bet. Um, on the commune setting, concerns of the community would not be able to resist an attack. Jones would call alert, alert, alert over the community loudspeaker to call the community to get together in the central pavilion. Armed guards with guns and crossbows surrounded the pavilion. One drill lasted for six days, known as the six-day siege. This ordeal was used uh, thereafter by Jones as a symbol of the community's uh, indomitable spirit. For days on end, frightened townsfolk fringed the, com the com commune, armed with machetes and whatever crude tools would serve as weapons. Surrounding them, Jones claimed were mercenaries bent on murder, as well as the abduction of Jones's son, John Victor Stone, and others. Jones' wife and others outside of the commune in engaged in... So wait, are there, they're like, they're like even like faking it to everybody else? So they're like having these shortwave radio conversations with Jones seeking to dissuade him from ordering a mass suicide. Wait, so his wife is out? Jones' wife and others outside of the community? Yeah. Okay. The panic reached such a point that an, uh, an ad hoc evacuation was ordered by Jones with dozens of townsfolk hastily loaded onto boats in, on the George River. Destination of this exodus was Cuba. Several, several people fell in the river suffering injuries at last jones bowed to pressure like this is this is crazy man um exploring another potential exodus concerned relatives i'm sure there was tons um conspiracies um initial investigation visits to jonestown all right where does it the shootings, deaths in Jonestown. Before leaving Jonestown for the airstrip, Brian had told Gary that he would issue a report that would describe Jonestown in basically good terms. Um, so this is where it talks about like flavor aids. Like this is it. Okay, after I sparked from Jonestown towards the port, so this was like the airport or whatever, right? Marshall and Jones made a broadcast on the public address system saying that the everything was all right and asking residents to return to their homes. During this time, AIDS prepared a large metal tub with grape-flavored flavor aid, poisoned with a bunch of stuff and cyanide. So like six different things. The concoction was prepared with the help of Jonestown and house doctor, Dr. Larry Schatt, a Texan native and former methamphetamine addict who got sober with the help of Jones, who subsequently paid for his college education to become a doctor. Okay. That's what you want is a meth addict. Let's pay this meth addict to become a doctor. Okay. Um, all right. After 30 minutes after Merceland's announcement, Jim Jones made his own calling all members immediately to the pavilion. A 44-minute cassette tape known as the Death Tape records parts of the meeting Jones called inside the pavilion in the early evening of November 18th, 1978. When the assembly gathered, referring to the Ryan delegation's error delegations air travel back to georgetown jones told the gathering one of those people on the plane is going to shoot the pilot i know that i didn't plan on it but i know it's going to happen they're going to shoot the pilot and down comes the plane into the jungle and we had better not have any of our children left when it's over because they'll parachute in here on us um okay that that's pretty crazy um survivors and eyewitnesses so is this where like okay so let's see here according to the escaped temple member hold on i don't want to skip too far ahead here
All right, let's just, let's just go here. According to Escape's Temple member, Odell Rose, the first to take the poison were Roulette Paul and her one-year-old infant. A syringe without a needle uh, fitted with was used to squirt poison into the infant's mouth, after which Paul squirted another syringe into her own mouth. Stanley Clayton also witnessed mothers with their babies first approach the tub containing the poison. Clayton said that Jones's Jones approached people to encourage them to drink the poison and that after adults saw the poison begin to take effect, they showed a reluctance to die. The poison caused death within five minutes to children, less for babies, and an estimated 20 to 30 minutes for adults. Um, okay, that's, that's very concerning. After consuming that, uh, according to Rhodes, people then escorted away down a wooden walkway leading outside the pavilion. It's not clear if some Initially, thought the exercise was another white night rehearsal. Rose reported being in close contact with nine children. That's crazy. All right. In response to reactions of seeing the poison take effect on others, Jones counseled, die with a degree of dignity. Lay down your life with dignity. Don't lay down with tears and agony, he also said. Oi. Oi, they, right? Um, I tell you, I don't care how many screams you hear. I don't care how many anguish cries. Death is a million times preferable to 10 more days of this life. If you knew that was ahead of you, if you knew what was ahead of you, you'd be glad to be stepping over tonight. Um, okay, Rhodes uh, described a scene in both uh, hysteria and confusion as parents watched their children die from poison. Like, how do you do this? Like, I, I don't understand, like, no matter how deep you were into this stuff, like, there's no way, there's no way. Also, he stated that most present quietly waited, uh, waited their own turns to die, and that many of the assembled temple members walked around like they were in a trance. So I, I would imagine, like, just seeing people do this, yeah, like, you, you would never be the same even if you got out of there. Survivor uh, Tim Carter has suggested that, like a previous practice, the day's lunch of grilled cheese sandwiches may have been tainted with sedatives. This crowd was surrounded by armed guards offering uh, members a basic uh, dilemma of death about members the basic dilemma of death by poison or death by guard's hand cries and screams of children and adults were easily heard on the tape recording made uh, that's so bad as more temple members died eventually the guards themselves were called in to die by poison yeah so even like after like everybody died then the guards did this okay so jones was found dead lying next to his chair in the pavilion between two other bodies his head cushioned by a pillow his death was caused by a gunshot wound to his left temple. So was it, wait, to his left temple, that Guyanese chief medical examiner, Leslie uh, Mutu, stated the consistent with being self-inflicted. So he shot himself. He didn't even take the poison. He then said Jonestown constituted the greatest single loss of American civilian life in a deliberate act until September 11th. Oh, well, insane. Like, like just thinking about how many people, like 900 people is, right? Like, that. that's so insane. Survivors and eyewitnesses. Three high-ranking temple survivors claimed that they were given an assignment and therefore escaped death. Tim Carter and his brother Mike, age 30 and 20, and Mike Prokes, 31, 
were given luggage containing 550,000 in U.S. currency, 130,000 in Guyanese currency, and an envelope which they were told to deliver to the Soviet embassy in Georgetown. The envelope contained two passports and three instructional letters, the first of which was to Timovey, stating, Dear Kondrat, Comrade Timovey, the following is a letter of instructions regarding all of our assets and we want to leave to the Communist Party of the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, USSR. Enclosed in this letter are, in this letter, are letters which instruct the banks to send the cashier's checks to you. I am doing this on behalf of People's Temple because we, as communists, want our money to be, uh, to be a benefit to help to oppressed peoples all over the world or in any way that the communists oppress people more than anybody else, and then they act like they're not, I don't understand communism at all. The letters included listed accounts with balances uh, totally in excess of $7.3 million to be transferred to the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. Brooks and Carter brothers soon uh, ditched most of the money and were apprehended heading for a temple boat at Port Kaituma. Uh, it is unknown how they reached Georgetown, 150 miles away, since the boat had been sent away earlier that day. The brothers were given the task before the suicides began and soon abandoned it when they realized that this was about to happen. Tim Carter desperately tried to search for his wife and son, uh, discovering his son in time to witness him being poisoned. Oh my God. And his wife killing herself in despair. At this point, Carter had a nervous breakdown and was pulled away from the village by his equally distraught brother. I, yeah. Oh, hey, man. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, just before the start of the final meetings in the pavilion, Gary and Lane were told that the people were angry with them. The lawyers were escorted to a house used to accommodate visitors. According to them, they talked their way past two armed guards and made it to the jungle before eventually arriving in Port Kaituma. While in the jungle near the settlement, they heard gunshots. This observation occurred under the testimony of Clayton, who, having previously fled into the jungle, heard the same sounds as he was sneaking back into Jonestown to retrieve his passport. Rose volunteered to fetch a stethoscope and hid under a building. Two more people who were intended to be poisoned managed to survive. Grover Davis, 79, who was hearing impaired, missed the announcement to a symbol on the loudspeaker, laid down in a ditch and pretended to be dead. Um, Hyacinth Thrash, 76, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that name right, uh, what, what, wait, realized what was happening and crawled under her bed only to walk out after the poisonings were completed. Medical examinations. The only medical doctor to initially examine the scene at Jonestown was Mutu, who visually examined over 200 bodies and later told a Guyanese coroner's jury of having seen needle marks on at least 70. However, no determination was made as to whether those injections initiated the introduction of poison or whether they were like a so-called relief injections to quicken death and reduce suffering from convulsions from those who had previously taken poison orally. Mutu and American pathologist Lynn Crook determined that cyanide was present in some of the bodies, while analysis of the contents of the vat revealed several tranquilizers, as well as potassium cyanide and potassium chloride. Plastic cups, flavor aid packets, and syringes, some with needles and some without, littered the area where the bodies were found. Mutu concluded that a gunshot wound to Annie Moore could uh, could not have been self-inflicted. The more had also ingested a lethal dose of cyanide. So I wonder if she survived that or was convulsing and they shot her or something. 
Uh, Guyanese authorities waived their requirement for autopsies in the case of unnatural death. Doctors in the U.S. performed autopsies on only seven bodies, including those of uh, Jim Jones, Moore, Lawrence Shaw, who was the doc doctor, right, and uh, Carolyn Layton. Moore and Layton were selected among those autopsies in part because of the urging of the Moore family, including Rebecca Moore, the sister of two of the victims, who was not a Temple member herself. Notes from deceased residents. Oh, so they're like writing notes. Okay. Found near Marceline Jones, who's Jim Jones' wife. Okay. Um, dated November 18th, 1978, signed by Marceline and witnessed by Moore and Maria Katsaris, stating, I, Marceline Jones, leave all bank assets in my name to the Communist Party of the USSR. The above bank accounts are located in the Bank of Nova Scotia in Nassau, Bahama. Bahamas, sorry, please be sure that these assets do get to the USSR. I especially request that none of these are allowed to get into the hands of my adopted daughter, Suzanne Jones Cartmel. For anyone who finds this letter, please honor this request that is most important to myself and my husband, James W. Jones. More also at the note, which in part <clears throat> stated, I am at a point right now. So who, Okay. Uh, I am at a point right now so invited against the world that I don't know why I'm writing this. Someone who finds it will believe I am crazy or believe in the barbed wire that does not exist at Jonestown. The last line, we die because we would not let us live in peace, is written in different color ink. No other specific references is made to the events of the day. Moore also wrote, Jonestown, the most peaceful, loving community that ever existed. Oh, that involves mass murder of nearly a thousand people sure in addition she stated jim jones the one who made this paradise possible much to the contrary of the lies stated about jim jones being a power hungry sadistic mean person who thought he was god of all things and his hatred of racism sexism elitism and mainly classism is what prompted him to make a new world for the people a paradise in the jungle the children loved it so did everyone else they loved it until they were forced to kill themselves Found near Caroline Layton's body was a handwritten note signed by Layton, witnessed by Kateris and Moore, dated November 18th, 1978, stating, this is my last will and testament. I hereby leave all assets and any bank account to which I am a signatory to the Communist Party of the USSR. Yeah, I wonder if that money actually made it. Um, in the early evening of November 18th at the Temple's headquarters in Georgetown, Temple member Sharon Amos received a radio communication from Jonestown instructing members at the headquarters to take revenge on the temple's enemies and then commit re revolutionary suicide. Later, after police arrived at the headquarters, Sharon escorted her children, Leanne, 21, Krista, 11, and Martin, 10, into a bathroom, wielding a kitchen knife. Sharon first killed Krista and then Martin. Then Leanne assisted Sharon in cutting her own throat, after which Leanne killed herself. So... The oldest daughter, 21, helped her mom kill herself by cutting the throat, and then she killed her. Uh, Stephen, Tim, and Jim Jr. eventually found them dead after their arrival at the Temple headquarters in their efforts to return to Jonestown to stop the suicide. Uh, the aftermath. So, like, pictures of those who died in Jamestown laid out on a 2011 memorial service grave site at Evergreen Cemetery in Oakland, California, and the memorial plaques. 
the aftermath of 900 people committing suicide is is going to be bad. Uh, Lord, man. Uh, let's see. Okay, at the airstrip. Uh, a writerman photographed the aftermath of the shooting. Stoyer assumed leadership of the scene, and at the recommendation, Larry Layton was arrested by Guyanese police. Dwyer was grazed by a bullet in his buttock during the shootings. It took several hours before the 11 wounded and, and others in their party gathered themselves together. Most of them spent the night in the, uh, in the cafe there at the airport. The more seriously wounded slept in a small tent at the airstrip. The Guyanese government plane arrived the following morning to evacuate the wounded. Five teenage members of the Parks and Bogue families with one boyfriend followed the instructions of defector Gerald Parks to hide in the adjacent jungle until help arrived. And their safety was assured. Therefore, the group lost for thereafter, the group was lost for three days in the jungle and nearly died. Guyanese soldiers eventually found them. Uh, like this is this is one of the more insane things I've ever read. 914 of the 918 dead, um, including Jones himself, were collected by the United States military in Guyana, then transported by military cargo plane to Dover Air Force Base in Delaware. The location that has been used previously for mass murder. Okay, awesome. Mass processing of dead. Last shipments of bodies arrived during the morning of November 27th, 1978. Fingerprinting, dead bodies come across that you have to process yeah you're gonna have ptsd man in many cases responsibility for cremation of the remains were distributed to dover area funeral homes uh you wouldn't be right if you saw that you would not be right august 2014 the never for never claimed cremated remains of nine people from jones jonestown were found in a former funeral home in dover as of November 2014, September 2014, sorry, four of the remains have been returned to next of kin, and the remaining five had not. Those five were publicly identified in the hope that family would claim the remains. All five remain unclaimed by family and have been, um, I, I would imagine there would be people who had like defected and maybe just didn't have families. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm honestly surprised that the remains, like, it was just, it was so few that were ever claimed by family. I, I'm surprised it wasn't, like, hundreds, to be honest. Because uh, I could see, like, people um, not having family kind of doing that. Uh, all right, Larry Layton, who had fired a gun at several people aboard the Cessna, okay, was a, was initially found not guilty of attempted murder in a Guyanese court, employing the defense that he was brainwashed. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, the deaths. Um, the Cult Awareness Network, a group aimed at deprogramming members of cults, that's got to be a challenge, was formed soon after the Jonestown deaths. The group, which included Congressman Ryan's daughter, Patricia, was involved in various personal, social, and legal battles with a range of religious organizations from the Family International, Scientology, David Koresh's Branch Davidians, 
where they were found to be influential on law enforcement concerns for children in the events Waco. Yeah, yeah, the Waco siege was nuts. After a slew of legal and fiscal issues, um, the Cult Awareness Network can disbanded in 96. That's too bad. Um, it seems like a good a good cause that I would never want to be a part of, but it, it seems like a pretty decent cause, sadly. Um, all right, the, the sheer scale of the event, as well as Jones's socialism, perpetuated inconsistencies in the reported number of deaths, allegedly poor ex explanation of events related to said deaths and existence of classified documents led some conspiracy theories to suggest CIA involvement. Wow. So the bodies of over 400 of those who died were buried in a mass grave in Oakland. Oh, 2000, so 400 were just in a mass grave. 2011 memorial to them was erected at the center. Yeah, I think you would have to do that. Although Jones used poisonous flavor aid, the drink mix was also commonly mistaken referred to as Kool-Aid. This is less the phrase drinking the Kool-Aid, referring to a person or group holding an unquestioned belief, argument, or philosophy without. I had mentioned that at the beginning. Like I knew that was uh that was a phrase. So it was actually flavor aid, it was not Kool-Aid. I don't think if, if I am like the the creator of kool-aid i don't think i would want that phrase uh to be about my drink <laughs> Just, is flavor aid still around i wonder if flavor aid still exists um i don't I and mean, it doesn't i don't know in 1979 so so conspiracy theories in 1979 joseph hollinger a former aide to congressman leo ryan claimed that the jonestown was a mass mind control experiment conducted by the CIA. The 1980 newspaper column by Jack Anderson also claimed that the CIA was involved in the Jonestown massacre, speculated that Deputy Chief of Mission, the U.S. Embassy in, in, uh, to Guyana, Richard Dwyer, had ties to the CIA. In 1980, an investigation by the United States House uh, Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence found no evidence of CIA activity in Jonestown. 1987, the Jonestown carnage, the CIA crime, uh, was uh, was published in the Soviet Union, claiming that the group members were assassinated by CIA agents and mercenaries to prevent further political. Yeah, like 100% they were because uh, because they don't want they don't want like communism to be thought of in in a poor way. Ah, oh, God. All right. Let's see. Former site. Okay. Well, uh, that, that I don't know. Like, I don't want to, there's, there's a death tape that's 44 minutes long. I don't think so. 44 minute cassette tape known as the death tape records parts of the meeting. Jones called inside the pavilion in the early evening. Yeah. November 8th. That was the day they killed the right? We assembly gathered referring to the Ryan relegations air travel back to Georgetown. No, like why would somebody want to listen to this? That is so horrible. Um, oh my God. So there's Lee Ryan, or Leo Ryan, right? Yeah, Leo Ryan. Okay, well, um, that was a really quick um, rush through <laughs> a version of, of, uh, of Jonestown. Um, that was extremely uh, disturbing. Uh, not gonna lie. I didn't, half of that crap I, I did not know um 
So yeah, this is a lot more of a jungle than I thought it was, um, for sure. Uh, so it's so messed up. So there's uh old Jimmy Jones. There's uh, houses. Uh, so yeah, this just looks like a communist location. Guyana. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's pictures of everybody. Pictures of those who died in Jonestown laid out in the 2011 memorial. So is this the gravesite at Evergreen and, and the memorial? So is this the, the mass gravesite? Like they just dug out like this giant pit right here and they have like everybody's names listed, I wonder. I I don't know. I've never been to, to well, actually I have been to Oakland, but I've never been to the cemetery. So, uh, Okay, well, uh, that was god awful. I don't think I'm ever going to do that again, but it was uh, was a good experiment. Um, if there are things like that that are maybe not so god awful uh, that you guys feel like would be good uh, to go through or for me to learn about, uh, read about, whatever, uh, yeah, let me know. Maybe not something as creepy as that, but maybe just something cool, historical things I, I do enjoy, but um, and reading about, uh, somebody killing 900 people is, is not so cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, that is it for me again. Thank you very much for uh, watching and listening to the Be Down Bandits podcast. Uh, see you.